We are officially rolling. Welcome back. Hey guys, this is the Wednesday Morning Surf Report, the podcast that answers tomorrow's questions today. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Rick Larson, and with me as always on the boards is my uh, other host, Jeff Cardello. Hey Jeff, how's things going? Well, um, usually I like to give a vague answer, but uh, it's been a weekend of life changes, of uh, Facebook statuses turning from being into a relationship to not being in a relationship. So, oh my! Just yeah. wanted to get things started off as awkward as possible. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. Just uh, get it up there. Sure, uh, sure. No, that's that uh, that. Stops me because yeah, this is the first I'm hearing of it. So oh yeah, it's uh, hey, it's good to uh, get to. Now I I won't uh, walk into anything uh, um, awkwardly or you know, <laughs> sideways and, and let you know. I just came uh, back from Chicago where I met my biological father for the first time. What? So yeah. you just trumped my actually yeah. not not the first time, the second. So I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh hey guys we have a guest this week and uh he's a comedian he's an improviser he's a new yorker um all the way from the uh the east coast mike weiss howdy hey mike uh, what's one fact you want the world to know about you one fact that i want the yeah. world to know about me i am so pale that when i was a kid my nickname was casper the friendly ghost Ah. And it was ironic because I wasn't friendly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And also, I was alive. <laughs> yeah. I think I had that one too. I I was definitely a very uh, a very pale kid too. And uh, the other one that I used to get a lot was Opie. It's Opie, which is weird because I kind of didn't imagine a lot of the kids that I grew up with really watching the Andy Griffith show all that much. Yeah, why wouldn't you get Richie Cunningham? Yeah, yeah. Got that one too. I remember in high school, got Richie Cunningham a lot. lot, You're so not a person that looks like Ron Howard. Tell me about it. Did you have red hair? Yeah. Uh, Red-ish. Red-ish. When I was like 20, 21, I grew out my beard for the first time, and the first time it came in, it was bright red. My hair, the hair on top of my head was always brown, but the this big red beard grew in. Now it's getting to be mostly white, but yeah, well, same. My mine was actually the first time I grew my beard out. It was definitely reddish. Oh, there was okay. definitely red highlights throughout the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I used to have the the red beard thing going on as well. Like I have a bit of stubble going on, and there's a lot more uh, white hair in my stubble than the last time. <laughs> the last time you grew. So it out. hey. Time marches on for all of us. It is true. It is you guys are probably like 15 truth. years or more younger than me. And uh, complaining about your white hair. Yeah. I found one time I found my first like white chest hair a couple weeks ago. That was uh, oh, wow. Yeah. That was a turning point. <laughs> that one. That one. I remember finding that like a way, way long time before before the beard started turning white. And every now and then I'll find one. I'll find one on my hair up here, but it's still, yeah. still pretty sparse. I used to be in denial about it where I'd be like, "Hey, no, this isn't a gray hair. It's just a, a color that do- it's just a hair that doesn't have pigment, yeah. which is a, that's a gray hair." <laughs> yeah, 
we went to a bar in Chicago um, that was formerly owned by Al Capone. So the famous uh, people can Google that and, and look it up because I don't remember the name of it. But uh, they, uh, the guy carted me there. And I'm like, oh, I've had, this hasn't happened in a long time, but I'll take it. <laughs> I got carted at a rock concert. Oh, wow. Probably about, I'm going to say, within the past four months. And yet, I went to Captain America Civil War on Friday. It was Thursday yeah. night. I guess the night it opened. Okay. I okay. went there Thursday night after I flew in from, from New Jersey. And uh, I get there, and the guy's like, um, so um, you need any discounts? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, I haven't been a student in a long time. Yeah, he goes, uh, any other kind of discounts? And then I'm like, you mean senior discount? I'm, I'm not that old. And he goes... <laughs> It's 55 here. And I'm like, shit. So I saw Captain America for $6. Okay. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I do remember hitting that age where like, I lost all my young kid discounts. And they're like, man, I kind of want to be old now so I can get that one. Well, I ran a stand-up show uh-huh. in, in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and it was called Midlife Comedy Crisis. And we didn't give any student discounts, and we did not give any senior discounts. We gave a middle age discount. Nice. You got you got two dollars off with proof of middle age. Okay. And you could either show your ID or you could answer nineteen uh, seventies trivia questions. <laughs> nice. You know, nice. like questions like, what was in Rod Stewart's stomach? <laughs> when he, no. okay. The answer okay. was. E, none of the above. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. oh, all right. Oh, good, good. Because yeah. my, 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 that is an urban legend. Yes. But. I know I know it's not true. Yeah. Know? And it's not Richard Gere either, but... <laughs> but some urban legends are, are true. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? I don't, I don't know if you guys are young, um, old enough, but do you remember Terry Jacks in a song called Season in the Sun? Uh, yes. I actually maybe... Two and a half, three months ago. Goodbye to you. It's hard to die. <laughs> yes, I I fell into like a YouTube wormhole because I was listening to all the different people who had covered that song, including um, a very young. It was a very early cover for Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. And now it was even a cover when Terry Jacks did it, but we didn't know. Yeah. And we were told that he died of cancer three weeks after the. The song came out and oh, okay. it like shot up the charts. Yeah, yeah. He's still alive. <laughs> when I found that out, thanks Google, I was so pissed off. Yeah. Um, I felt I felt really gypped, and he, you know, I felt like somebody should just go kill this guy. <laughs> he should not be alive. He, he totally he scammed us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's a. He, he had to. He did have to live in a cellar for eight years to so nobody saw him and knew he was alive. But he was down there counting his money. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he made a yeah. lot of it. Yeah. It is a great song, though. It is a great song. What's the guy's name? Jock Brell, I think? I, I think he did it first. Yes, yes. yes. And I, I saw that. That one, that one is, that version is on YouTube as well. So God you bless can, YouTube. Yeah, you can run, run, down the, uh, run down the list. And, yeah, I want to say I probably saw at least six to eight different versions of that song. I did not know Cobain did it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not on any of the the like regularly released albums, but it was an it was a 
a demo. So very crude, but and kind of. Uh, I think they covered some other song like this where they kind of uh, did that punk rock, like look how terribly we're doing this. But his voice is actually pretty affecting in it. So I used to collect punk rock covers of, of mm -hmm. standards because <laughs> oh, yeah, I used yeah. to make mixtapes of them. Yeah, some of them are some of them are great. Um, I remember in the in the '90s going to a lot of ska punk shows, and every one of them had their one ironic. Isn't it so funny that we're playing the cover, the theme song to Charles in Charge? <laughs> and uh, I, I kind of remember at one point getting very over that phenomenon. But some of them were pretty great. Yeah. It did peak. It peaked in the '90s. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, so, what were some of your favorite uh, punk rock cover songs? Oh. I can't remember all the bands that did them, but there was a punk rock version of Gigantor that was, that was totally... I think it might have been the Dickies hmm. Gigantor. I'd have to, I'd have to Google like that. Dickies, but I, I feel like I'm not allowed to use my phone during the podcast. So, so uh. I would just totally just be looking <laughs> oh, yeah. all this shit up right now. You know? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we generally don't thing. fact check anything, yeah. but we also have yeah. very few rules. So Yes, very few yeah. rules. I used to make a lot of mixtapes. That was that was my my thing. I used to yeah. take I used to make take all these really bad 1970 songs, and I would call the series when when bad music happens to good people, Volume <laughs> Seven. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, I remember my wife made one one year that were all songs that referenced or or were about Superman in some way, but not like the actual Superman theme song or anything. I'll, I'll need a copy of that. Yeah. Okay. He, he comes out, uh, comes out with a few, and and uh, she she even made a little like uh, cover for it. It was a mixed CD, and uh, it was a drawing that our oldest son had drawn of Superman, and it was titled "Superman Wears His Chonies on the Outside." <laughs> yep. What one of my friends recently reminded me of this mixtape that I made for him that I had completely forgot about. And he was like, yeah, Jeff, there was uh, Agnostic Front along with Bob Marley. So oh, <laughs> two yeah. very, I'm like, wow. I'm like, oh, like I was actually happy about that. I'm like, oh, that was yeah. cool. Jeff. That was cool. 1992, Jeff, to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Both sides of the coin. Hey, the more eclectic the mixtapes were, I think the better they were. Yeah. I like uh, very awkward transitions from one song to the next. Yeah. That's a good uh, <laughs> Well, speaking of transitions from one <laughs> song to the next, we're going to have uh, Mike reach into the magic fishbowl. All right. That was a magical and, uh, segue. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and what am I pulling out of the magical yeah, fishbowl? One of those questions, and then you're going to read it to the audience, and then we're going to answer that question thoroughly, exhaustively, and completely. I think all, all those right. words mean the same thing. <laughs> well, I feel like I should read this in a Seinfeld voice. Do it. What's the deal with tables? What is the deal with tables? Okay. Terrible Seinfeld oh, impression, but uh, what is the deal with tables? I, I, I thought I was, uh, I almost said looking into a mirror, but that doesn't make any sense for Seinfeld. <laughs> so is this, are we talking about the periodic table? Are we talking about medieval torture devices? I, I think there's a common thread between them all, and we just have to figure <laughs> out what it is. It could be Excel pivot tables. Okay. Okay. Be, uh, I almost had a uh, bad tables. table experience today. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned tables. Yeah. Um, my mom. I guess my mom broke her shoulder, and I'm visiting my mom, and mm. 
her massage therapist came by just to see how she was doing. And her massage table's like out in the hall. And, I, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And she's basically trying to force me to have a massage. Oh. Because I'm wow. like, yeah, I don't have massages because they, they're, they're painful. It's like mm-hmm. they, they beat the crap out of your back. And I, they keep telling me how tense I am. So they're always like, you know, kneading me like bread. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ouch. And so, yeah, this woman, I, 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 she didn't, she started massaging me, but she, I, she was like, can I get the table? I'm like, no, you can't get the table. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody else be against massage. Oh, yeah. Are you also? There's one massage? sitting they right hurt. here, Rick. Okay. Um, I, I'm with you. I've never, I've never had a professional massage. Yeah. I, I went to so. um, one of those student uh, masseuse schools where it's like okay. discount massages. So they're yeah. inexperienced. Um, a woman who, who really smelled like two, 200 to 300 cigarettes had been smoked <laughs> earlier that day. Oh, sure. I had the same experience. She was like trying to give me a massage and she's like, she's like, just relax. You just got to relax. And the more that mm-hmm. she told me to relax, the more I tensed up. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I, f- <laughs> I felt uh, like I had been violated I when I walked out of there. I feel, I feel like <laughs> some people... Don't know how comfortable we are being tense. <laughs> yeah. So you've never had a professional never massage? Never had a professional massage. I keep telling myself every few months, or I'll tell my wife, like, I think we should do that. That sounds like a good experience to... I am yeah. a little... If a there little, are any uh, professional masseuses out there in the Chandler area... Yes. yes. Come, uh, what do you contact... Uh, Rick or Jeff, and maybe yeah. come down. That's a, that's a podcast. Yeah, well, that is. They have a table here. Oh, they yes. <laughs> that would be... That would be amazing if I could do this show while getting a Yeah, massage. we could just give I, a play would be, I would play. fly I, back from New Jersey I will, just I to see that. give you free airtime to plug your business or your scented yeah, candle so. side business or your Avon business or... Yeah, so all of you listeners who work for Massage Envy or <laughs> other reputable uh, masseuse uh, establishments, please get in touch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I had my ma- massage, um, the woman started trying to... Get, well, she was trying to give me like a hand massage and there's, I was getting nothing out of it at all. I'm like, this is just really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I find it painful. I've actually tried it enough times because I'm, I'm kind of like, I do get stressed. And so everybody says the best thing for stress is you get a massage. So I'm always willing to try anything. You know, I'm, I'm a solutions guy. So I'm like, let's do it. I've, I've tried it in so many different places. I've tried, uh, different, I've tried the Japanese Korean massages. I've tried, uh, I guess, deep pressure massages. I just feel like <coughs> I'm honestly being beaten up. Have you ever done the, the, the massage where someone walks on your back? No, I have not. See, to me, that actually appeals to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you want to come in and walk on Jeff's back, yeah, yeah. my back is we'll available. One table on this side, one on this side, and uh, get, uh, get maybe we'll, we'll have to get one for the guest too. Otherwise, that's a little awkward. Yeah. So. Maybe the massage therapist is the guest. Oh, that could happen too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> See, I've been here five minutes. I'm telling them how to run their podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we need. You know, we're open to advice. A, a uh, podcast consultant. You know. <laughs> That's, that's we're just uh, bossy. We're bossy on the east, you know. That's yeah. We we don't people. we don't really have that going on here on the west coast. It's just like, hey, it's cool, no, man. No. <laughs> like it's fine. I did have uh, an experience a few years ago where I uh, 
I got a second job in the evenings um, working for a car rental company, and I would be the guy that would take the car back from you when you came in, and I was supposed to check it for damage and greet you and be nice and all that. And I started coming up with like thing, ways to joke around with people or things like that. And I remember this very, very uh, Manhattan, New York, um, somewhat older couple came to return their car. And it was super, super common for people when they returned their cars to say, I don't know why I rented this car. I barely drove it. <laughs> Waste of my money. Why did I? And so I started saying to them, well... You know, it's not due back until 6 if you want to do a couple laps around the parking garage. And usually people would be like, haha, that's funny. You know, I need to catch my plane, blah, blah, blah. But this woman got offended. And I just remember her kind of making a clucking noise and goes, oh, that's right. They're real loose out here. <laughs> and then kind of stormed off. And she didn't complain to my boss or anything, or it never came back to me if she did, but... I just remember thinking that, uh, oh, I guess some people, uh, some people see the world differently than I do. I think she needs a massage. That's yeah. probably <laughs> what she needs, yeah. Oh, well, or something else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, the Xanax. thing is, I probably would have just taken the car and done some laps. Because that sounds like an awesome yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah, just turn up the radio, uh, put down the windows, just in- enjoy the, the beautiful weather. Yeah. I I do like the um, East Coast impatience, though, because I think that that's something that's lacking here in Phoenix. Like the impatient, the line waiting, like lines move a lot faster in New York. Like here in Phoenix, I'm in line to get my coffee, and it ta- like I have people asking questions about the different sizes of the coffee and like getting really in depth. I'm like. Just order your fucking coffee. Let's move it along. Come got, on, Phoenix. Got places, got places to be here. I've been here for four days, and mm. I did not realize you were allowed to make a right on red. And nobody honked at me. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Now, there can be a sign in New York that says, no turn on red, and people will honk and honk and honk. And they might even get out of their car. Oh, so, wow. I was kind of surprised. And I basically was sitting at the light for so long, I Googled, can you make a right on red in Arizona? <laughs> and uh, apparently yeah. you can. Yeah, yeah. big city driving is, def- like, is definitely different. I've never had anyone flip me off here while driving. Um, but in San Francisco, where my sister lives, um, I've been flipped mm-hmm. off and told to fuck off on uh, multiple trips. Oh, we learned flipping off as part of the driver's exam. I, 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 I have been flipped off a few times in Phoenix. So. And no, I think everybody's pretty mellow, which is a good thing. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. 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 It, has its, it has its advantages sometimes, too, but yeah. yeah. And it's like, I feel bad when I honk uh, my horn at people. And one time I honked, the last time I honked my, like I went through a phase where I would honk at people. But the last time I honked off um, a car of people who appeared to maybe be affiliated with some sort of gang. And then I'm like, shit, I cannot honk it. Uh, yeah, I, I honk so rarely that when I have a legitimate reason to honk, uh, often I will drive away. And get like two blocks away, and they're like, oh, I have this horn. Oh, why didn't I do that? I just and give them a little, the little tap, the little beep. <laughs> Instead, I will 
I will get very, very creative with the uh, the insults that I or or I will put curses on people. Like I used to, <laughs> and it would it, they grow more elaborate over time. Like I started off wishing people who cut me off or who almost you know drifted into my lane. I started off telling them that I wished that I hope their asshole starts itching, and eventually it would got to the point where it was so elaborate that. I had it to where the not only would it itch, but the only thing that would make it stop was a number two pencil. Oh, oh wow! And, yeah. Now, did you do this like in bewitch style, kind of like uh, a rhyming curse? No, no. I wish I was that. Uh, wish I was that fast thinking. That would be amazing. But yeah, uh, yeah I recently realized I had to kind of cool it when I told somebody, "I hope they get a fork stuck in their asshole." That is a medical emergency. Yeah. yeah. See, and Not, I didn't mean any. I didn't even mean it in like a violent way of somebody jabbing it in there. Just that it, you know, it, it got in there somehow and they couldn't get it out. See, now this is just kind of like the way it is in New York. Like, I, I had a, I had a show and I had some time to kill and I just, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get some Tic Tacs. Yeah. yeah. And Tic Tacs, I probably probably cost thirty cents here because everything is so cheap. But I, I guess it cost. Usually, probably about a dollar fifty, but I walk into a store in New York and it says two fifty, and I'm like, ah, I'm not going to go shopping around for Tic Tacs. Yeah, so I yeah. take two fifty, two dollars and and two quarters, and put it down on the counter, and the guy just looks up and says, three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't miss a beat, and I go, fuck you. <laughs> and he goes, okay. So he must be told "fuck you" so many times in a day <laughs> yeah. for his answer to be okay. Yeah. See, I feel like this is you know this is t- it gives you a resilience and it toughens you up. Like if if someone said "fuck you" to me, I would like go somewhere and be depressed for like eight to ten hours and like oh, yeah. have an existential <laughs> crisis. I would just say, fuck you, too. I mean, okay, was, hey. Yeah, yeah, no. I, think I like that. I think that's, yeah. <laughs> but he just said, okay, because it probably was the eighth time in that hour that it yeah, happened to yeah. him. <laughs> Basically, he's waiting for me to come through, because I would be like, oh, but it said, yeah, whatever. Not going to haggle. <laughs> I went to a, uh, a really good soul food restaurant in downtown Phoenix like two years ago. And the guy working the cash register totally, like, rang me up twice. And so it was, my whole family went with me. And it was $100. Wow. And, and I kind of didn't even really listen. Because you just, sw- they swipe the card and you push the thing and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then I thought about it and I was like, wait a minute, did he say $100? And before I could go say anything, the owner came out and saw what had happened. And he's like... No, we got to fix this. So we went back. And he's like, he go, I remember him saying, like, this ain't no Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. <laughs> Why did you pay this? Because <laughs> I wasn't listening. And also, like, when you're pulling money out of your wallet, it's a, it's, it's, it, there's a tactile thing. You, you see it. Yeah. When you're just giving the credit card, it's like, it's not, it's like you're not even paying for it. Like, like I have easy yeah. pass on my car, which is, you know, pays the tolls mm-hmm. in, in the tri state area. And, I go through the the Lincoln Tunnel. The Lincoln Tunnel is like 13, 14, I think it's $14 now. I just go through it all the time. I don't even think about it. It's it's more if you want to see it in 3D. (laughs) Man, I did not know the Lincoln Tunnel was up that high. I think the Verrazano is like 15. Wow. 
So they, they should throw in a massage, I think. Yeah, 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 no yeah, shit. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me. I don't want one. I remember, yeah, I remember we stayed in the, the East Bay one time and drove into San Francisco, oh. which, A, terrible idea. <laughs> don't drive into San Francisco. I will never do that again. Um, we kept... Uh, oh, the point of that story was that the toll was like $6, and that was crazy to me. Um, but we kept... When we, when we drove in San Francisco, I kept accidentally driving to the other side of town because it's a very, very tiny place. And you're like, okay, well, we'll just go over to the... God damn it, there's the pier again. Oh. That's e- that's easy to do with all those like crisscrossing diagonal yeah. weird streets. Yeah. Uh, cool city though, man. I like I San Francisco. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. My sister lives there, right near Dolores Park. Oh, cool. Um, I went to Sketchfest there a couple years ago, which was super oh, cool. Oh, yeah, that's. that's um, I would love to go on to that. the list. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. Did you perform in it? No, no. I just w- went there to check out some shows. Um, so yeah, Sam, yeah, I I really like San Francisco, but yeah, I mean it, you know it, it has changed quite a bit over the years. So, but yeah, great city, great city. As many places have. But though I do, um, I prefer New York over San Francisco. Oh. I do too. Um, Can't wait because in. those the hills is going to keep walking up. It doesn't ever <laughs> seem to go down. It's just, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's a lot flatter. Not as flat as here, but it's flatter. I sincerely thought you were going to say, because that's where all my stuff is. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, yeah. Can, can we cut or yeah. take yeah, two? Go back and, take yeah, go back and two. That's we'll where pretend, all my yeah. stuff is. Okay, uh, we'll splice that yeah, in. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> um, yeah, Phoenix, it's a grid. Um yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so you've been spending some time visiting your mom in Sun City. How do you like Sun City? It's Sun City West. Sun City West. They, they weren't oh. here early enough to get into Sun City. Okay. A Dell Web community. Oh, yeah. yeah. Our sponsor this week. <laughs> yes. Everybody in my mother's building goes to sleep at 7.30. And the first time I came and visited her, she still had her car, so I was using her car. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to go out and like grab something to eat, and she kept telling me there was nothing to do, everything was closed. Mm-hmm. And I was there for like about four days when I realized, oh my God, I have a curfew. She gave me a curfew. <laughs> she wasn't letting me out. So this time I have a rental car, yeah, and yeah. I'm like... She was actually asking me, when, 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 when is your radio show going to be over? When will you be back? Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm coming in late, Mom. It's going to be, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, gonna be You'll be asleep. Yeah, my, my parents, my dad's 85. Um, oh, same as my mom. So he goes to bed around 8 o'clock. And, you know, sometimes I go visit them. And it sucks because I want to stay up. I want to watch TV and hang out. But uh, at 8 o'clock... There needs to be total silence. <laughs> I cannot move, make any noise, which um, incidentally, you know, nature or nurture, I don't know, but I have like that saying noise thing. Like I can't go to sleep if there's any sort of noise. Any, anything at all. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I can pretty much sleep anywhere, like on a pile of jagged rocks. I. Well, I just force myself to stay up, and Mm -hmm. so by the time I fall asleep, it's basically involuntary. 
I have no choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's happened. That's happened to me. Um, I just uh, I just went on a trip to Chicago, and uh, we hashtagged it sleepless in Chicago because <laughs> we were getting in super early, staying out super late, and uh, um, I remember sitting in our we rented an apartment for a couple of days and I remember sitting there trying to respond to a message and suddenly realized I had been asleep for a solid minute with the, like half of the words typed out like, oh I should probably go to sleep soon I, I think with Netflix and everything else I just I'll spend hours looking waiting for something you know looking finding trying to find the right thing to watch yeah and yeah. like two hours will go by and it'll be like one o'clock like and, I'm, and I finally find the right movie like don't start a movie at one o'clock but I, I do yeah yeah I, I, I do tend to um, I remember the days of renting movies at Blockbuster or other places I, I can remember there used there was a time when there were five video stores within walking distance to my parents' house. And they were all different. One of them was a chain. The other four were family-owned in one form or another. And they would all have a different cheap movie night. And I remember a couple of times, a friend of mine and I, we would have these, these movie marathons. And we'd go and get like four movies on Tuesday night, take them back... Wednesday or Thursday and get four more at the other store and just this constant this constant cycle and when you are getting four movies it's a lot easier to pick when you're going in and you're like we need to pick one movie that the entire family is going to want to sit through that's what that's when you end up on scrolling through Netflix for like an hour and a half because no, I'm by myself when I do that. No, I... Because I, I want to make the right decision. Yeah, I, I do that too. It's like, oh, what if I don't like it? And and I have to find my phone, because my phone controls the the Chromecast. So I don't have to... Sure, I like Steve Carell, but do uh, I really want to see Evan Almighty, a sequel <laughs> to a Jim Carrey movie? Probably not. I think there are some good moments in that, if yeah. memory serves, but... Well, Steve Carell. It's yeah. got to be yeah, some Steve good moments, is, man. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, um, I think we've come to the point uh, where we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to table the discussion. Oh, we're tabling it, all right. and we'll be untabling it momentarily. That's definitely solid. Okay. All right, and we're back from break. Oh. Uh, we had a little improv talk and stand-up talk happening. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's what you missed out on. Once again, we'll put the pros and cons of uh, of that into a table in Excel. Okay, there you go. Bring it back to tables. We need some data analysis. Yes, what's more fulfilling? Yeah, it's it's totally different. A lot lot of people ask me, "Does improv help with your stand-up?" And Uh my answer is always, "It helps with my improv. It's just very different muscles." Yeah, yeah, I think it can. Um, if, uh, if you go in that direction, but when I was doing stand-up, I was always kind of, I, especially, yeah, like you said, running in the other direction of, uh, not being, uh, not being, what is it I'm trying to say? There's a, 
There's a, a there's a word. There's, there's a bunch of words. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so maybe it's better for audiences that I'm not doing stand up right now because yeah. I never really had that connection to like be my authentic self or or share anything with people or really connect with the audience in any way. Uh-huh. All but, I do is share. <laughs> I, I do not stop sharing. And that's one of my favorite things about improv is I, uh, the form that, that my, my favorite form was always, I guess, the Armando where you tell a story ahead yeah, of time. Yeah. And I love to tell the story. And uh, yeah, I, it's, it's just a great way just to find something painful. Yeah. I, just put it out there. I'm a huge fan of uh, Armando's and I'm just going to plug the Torch Theater. If you want to go oh, see yeah. an Armando show, go to the neighborhood. Really fun. So yeah. When is that? Maybe Saturday. Uh, oh, I should oh. actually maybe give a date. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be here. I believe it's on Sat Saturdays, Saturdays at, at nine. Nine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've done stand up a couple times, but it was like nine years ago, and I just wrote really bad jokes for my friends to laugh at. I uh, opened up for a Swedish uh, thrash metal band, nice. which oh, went sure. okay. But, if you're not doing it anymore, can I get their number? <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Um, the name of the band was Victims, I believe. Um, but okay. but you know, after the events of this weekend, I'm full of angst, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, so shit. Get out I, I'm like, again. I need to go in front of people and overshare because that's uh, not that I've done it in this medium, but I think in front of a live audience might be fun and cathartic. Yeah, not re- not recorded is probably good. Yeah, yeah, not recorded. I that is smart. Well, that is yeah, that is something I've considered doing. Like if I were to go back, I should do just try doing an improvised set where I just because I definitely I definitely appreciate like the comedians that I like the most are definitely storytellers and and make it personal, but uh, I've. I was kind of raised by a really private family, like super didn't like share. My dad put a, uh, when I was like a late in my late teens, he put a padlock on his bedroom door so that my friends wouldn't go in and steal things. Oh man. He thought, which none of them did or would, but uh, that I, I know of. Maybe. I would think the padlock would be a little bit of a challenge for your friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come yeah. on guys. But, uh, <laughs> So, like, any time growing up we, we, like, talked about anything that happened or shared our feelings was very frowned upon. So my, my tactic has always been to do, like, goofy character-based stuff and then kind of sneak that stuff in in the subtext. Ah, so. okay. But what you were saying before about, the, I guess, the, the real difference between stand-up and improv and where the pleasure is, I love them both. Mm. And they're both really rewarding, but for me, it's very hard to do both at the same time. And I guess maybe Rick, you're you're finding that yeah, too. And, yeah. and I figured out why. Okay. If you're a stand-up, okay. Well, first of all, an improv. It's all supposed to be organic. You're not supposed to make jokes. Whenever anybody, if you if, if you go to an improv class, if any stand-ups are ever thinking of taking an improv class. Don't say you're a stand-up because they look at you. They're waiting for the jokes to drop. <laughs> yeah. Because, because stand-ups have a tendency to just throw a joke out there even if it stops the scene dead in its tracks. Mm-hmm. So you need to train yourself not to tell jokes. And hopefully it will build to something really funny in, in, in the second beat or the third beat where it just you know all comes together and it's amazing and hilarious. Mm-hmm. Stand-up, on the other hand, is very different because if you go say 15 seconds and you've not gotten a laugh for 30 seconds or you know a minute 
you're bombing. Uh-huh. So, you, it's, <laughs> yeah. so it's a very different thing. If the, if the improv audience is quiet, but they're paying attention, that's great. But in stand-up, it's, it's a sign of failure. And I think that that's one of the reasons it's very difficult to balance them both at the same time. Yeah, and, and that's a really good point. Like, you know, I've had improv shows where it's been completely silent. And the way my brain um, justifies that, I'm like, oh, man, this was just such heavy shit. You know, they were just thinking about it, man. They were just blown away. Yeah, so yeah. That's the way that... And they uh, probably were. Hopefully, I hope so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean TJ and Dave, you you can wind up crying watching one of their sets. Yeah, and that's perfectly. Christina Gaussis, and she used to do stuff with Scott Adsit, and there are these really poignant scenes that were heart wrenching, and that's okay. That's uh, last year's uh, Del Close Marathon. Jessica said the best thing she saw. Um, actually, two really good ones. One was Zach. I think it was Zach Woods and Neil Casey, and the other one was Chris Gethard and Tammy Sager. Okay. and Jessica said they weren't really that funny they were just so deep and mm-hmm. then it became funny out of out of, out of this gut-wrenching emotional scene a lot of humor came oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the, the thing i like about chris gethard is he whatever he does he just pours like his heart into it and it really shows like a huge fan of him He's yeah an, i love chris gethard <laughs> um have you guys are you fans of his show yeah, I, I've, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I haven't seen much of it, but it it's was, it's, yeah. it's really worth it. And he's actually putting the new episodes for free up on YouTube. Uh, oh, great! I think the the latest one was Lena Dunham. Then they put on a prom. And oh yeah, I saw a couple. The musical clips of guest that. was They Might Be Giants. So, oh wow, uh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. We were talking at a party over the weekend about Pete Holmes and how a bunch of people were sad that his show ended and they hadn't really seen anything from him. And then, like, 15 minutes later, I was on the train as we were coming home, and I opened up Facebook, and there was a post from the Chris Gethard show with Pete Holmes on it. And I'm like, oh, look, he's okay, you guys. Oh. He didn't actually show up this season. He was supposed to be there. And oh. I don't know if it was, was it, it was a gag or not. London, maybe? Oh, but Pete Holmes was supposed to be the guest, and somehow um, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs showed up instead. It was probably all set up, but it was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. yeah, Okay. All right, well, now I'm worried about Pete Holmes again. Yeah. So, Pete Holmes, if you're out there, um, reach out to Please me on Twitter. Please check in. R. Larson 4. <laughs> Anybody has seen Pete Holmes, uh, keep us apprised of his whereabouts. We're, we're worried about him. Um, we have his Much sweater. like Ozzy, Os- Ozzy Osbourne is missing. Maybe he's hanging out oh, with Pete Holmes. I didn't know Ozzy Osbourne was missing. <laughs> he, it could he be, is. yeah. Hopefully. Well, his wife is never home. <laughs> that would be... That would be out of that sounds like a reference I don't get. Yeah. But no, actually, um, yeah, like I saw in my whatever f- news feed that Ozzy Oz like Sharon saw some texts like apparently Ozzy was involved in a extramarital affair with a celebrity hairdresser. Oh uh, my. Sharon kicked him out and uh, he's missing. So hopefully by the time this. <laughs> Goes up that Ozzy is back and, you know, biting off the, the heads of bats uh, in the safety of his own home. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Breaking news. Wow. Breaking news. But yeah, to get back to Pete Holmes, I've never watched his show. 
And I've only seen clips. His uh, podcast, it took me a while to warm up to that, uh, to uh, it, but I actually really enjoy it now. Like yeah. the Henry Rollins one is great. And, uh, okay. you know, if, I, I'm sure a lot of people probably listen to the Harris Withles one uh, before Harris passed away. Um, so, yeah, I'm a fan. Pete Holmes, I'm a fan. So Yeah, yeah. I saw, I can't remember if I listened to his album or if I saw the special. That was based on it. Oh, Pete, is that you? <laughs> That's a genuine improv moment that you guys were here to witness. Sorry, I didn't yes and it. Oh, no, no. yes, Pete is no, here. No, it's Ozzy. I know and did it. <laughs> okay, no, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> it's Ozzy, but it's just a guy wearing it's, an Ozzy mask. It's oh. Ozzy biting the head off of Pete Holmes. Oh, no. <laughs> That's better than what I was going to say, was that he had Pete Holmes in his backpack. Okay. Yoda style. Maybe it would be the other way. I think Pete Holmes is taller than Ozzy Osbourne. I, it's possible. That's, that, if I had to guess which one, who was taller, I would say Pete Holmes has probably got a good four inches on Ozzy. <laughs> Ozzy's been just on the couch for a long time, so he, That's true. he's been shrinking. Yeah. yeah. I... Uh, I was never a huge Aussie listener, but I did hear one of those YouTube videos that went around where some middle school band was playing Crazy Train on a whole bunch of uh, marimbas and bells and stuff like that, and it was it was legitimately great. I, you know, I, was I love those those that. things that come out with the where the cool music teacher has their like you know fifth grade chorus singing like an amazing song like yeah, yeah. like the, like there's like a bunch of elementary school kids singing particle man and um, oh that's pretty amazing yeah. or the theme from portal i've heard that one oh, okay by jonathan colton oh yeah i saw um i saw a very an inst- a school doing an instrumental version of killing in the name of the rage against yeah. the machine song and the the teacher was conducting it like he was uh being electrocuted. He was very, very enthusiastic about it. You know what, song. Rick? Yeah. I think we have the beginnings of a mixtape here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I like it. There's um and this is really easy to find, but uh there was a high school band called Dundero High School and they do an amazing um version of Satellite of Love. So definitely oh, yeah. check that out. Yeah, we'll have to curate a YouTube list to go along. Yeah, maybe we'll podcast. send it out on our Twitter. Do we have any tweets yeah, on our yeah. Twitter yet? I haven't Rick? tweeted anything yet. Uh, oh. That was going to be my plug, though. We have a Twitter, you guys. Nor have I. Yeah. I, I have nothing but time now, so hey. All right. You got it. Yeah. I feel bad for you, Jeff. Oh, no, it's okay. You know what? Give me a minute. I'm going to change my relationship status right now. <laughs> After 27 Thanks. years of marriage, <laughs> she's going to find out just reading Facebook. Yeah. I appreciate the solidarity. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I also, um, one of the internet holes that I go down is um, like horrible renditions by high school bands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's so much heart. Once again, getting back to heart, there's so much heart put into it. I especially enjoy... Uh, there's a lot of horrible versions of uh, Welcome to the Jungle. And to get back to Ozzy, uh, horribly done versions of Iron Man just warm my heart so very much. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I was in high school, um, I, I kind of ran up against that, uh, that punk rock metal schism that used to exist. 
and in my heart kind of still does. But because uh, I was mine too. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was way into the. I can't really say that. I liked a lot. Of, I liked a lot more punk than I liked metal. I mean, metal usually bored me. Or I would get, I would be like, this song is still happening, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about metal is it seemed like really cartoonish. Like I feel like mm. punk, at least it was like tapping in to teenage angst and uh, yeah, yeah, why Ronald Reagan sucked. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, metal. It's like, oh, you're singing about Satan, like. Uh, that's yeah, just yeah. kind of silly. Though I do like a lot of metal, but okay. at that time as a teenager, I'm just like, oh, you know, I'd rather listen to Minor Threat than Iron Maiden. Like yeah. it resonated with me more. So yeah, my friends and I started multiple times. There was actually me and one other guy tried several different times to start bands despite neither of us really owning or playing instruments. That's yeah. punk rock, man. Yeah, yeah. Three Ex- chords, man. Exactly. Do you know three chords? Exactly. <laughs> he did eventually come across a guitar, um, but he also liked metal, and all the kids that uh, at my school that, that were into anything liked metal, too. So I remember them doing this pretty serious, but also, like you said, very terrible rendition of Iron Man. And uh, I... Um, I had the chance to record vocals for it, and I did it in a like a super stupid falsetto, and nobody liked that choice. So then they, no. didn't, want, they didn't think that I should be in the band anymore. So very non-supportive. Yeah. yeah. And where is that band now? Uh, I want to say that the one member of that band that I still am aware of works in a like a convenience store. Okay. But. Well, just his day job because he's still rocking at night. Or? He must be. I hope he's rocking. I hope so. I would like. I would like to think that. But so, I don't know. Rick, does audio still exist of this recording? No. Oh no, no. Uh, they, they they taped over me. They okay. Taped over me. <laughs> Those jerks. I have an idea for a podcast, Rick. I know. I'm. I'm just. Oh, I'm yeah. just taking oh, over. Yeah. No. I, Rick I, Larson I want, gets want... the band back together. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It could be yes. a series. Yeah. Like a twelve episode arc, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do know one of the guys who wanted to join but never really did. Wanted to call it King Arthur's Court, and we. I remember like leaving whatever party or night we out we had had. And going King Arthur's Court, huh? And then we just started laughing so hard. I think that's I a great bad. that's a great name. i yeah, it's 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 it seemed very silly at the time, but uh, you know um, what? Also a good name for an improv team. Yeah. Oh. Basically, hey. if you have a great band name and you can't play an instrument, start an improv team. That's that's where, <laughs> that's where my heart lies. Um, this guy also. Uh, had a, a car. It was like an, I think it was an old Buick or an old Pontiac, just a giant boat of a car, but it had a hole in the floorboard, and so you could sit in the back seat and look down and see the street going by, see the pavement going by, and we drove it all over the place. And I remember one night we had gone somewhere really far, and I noticed that it was kind of smelled like it was probably carbon monoxide that we were all inhaling. Oh. <laughs> and 
there was another time when there were like three different people who had cars and we were driving around. Um, this, yeah, this was a few months before graduation, I remember. But it had rained recently and there was a parking lot that was flooded. And the first guy had a truck until he went and was like throwing water up. And then the second guy went through and he did it. And the third guy went through with the hole in the bottom of his car and it stalled. And I was sitting in the back seat and I noticed the water gushing in like a sinking ship. And I couldn't help myself. I started laughing so hard and he got super, super mad. And we had to like get out and push his car out of the water. And I think that's probably the last time he hung out with us. Like, oh. Sounds like an episode of Skins. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that show. There's, I think the first in the pilot, they wind up with the car in the water. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, like what, that's actually one of my biggest fears is to be in a car that somehow like goes off an embankment into water. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Sometimes I think about that when I like drive by the canal. So, it's like if I sneezed at the wrong yeah. time, I could just yeah, go right into that river. But one safety tip uh, for you guys and for the listeners, if uh, you want to escape, um, please keep uh, a screwdriver or a little hammer mm -hmm. in your car. The pressure of the water will push on the windows, making it hard to push with your hand so you need uh, a tool to break it then you can swim to the top and live the rest of your life um yes. i've obviously put a lot of research <laughs> into this fear um so yes be prepared i have a little uh a little uh thing a, a pocket a, a little space on this on the door of my car and in it i have a tire gauge and a little hammer that uh, has a very sharp point, so for breaking your your window if it uh, if you fall in a river or a lake, and it also I think is a thermometer. That's handy. It's a multi tool. <laughs> so you guys have really worked out this fear stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. See, for me, we are afraid I, of I think so many a, things. I think it's a stand up thing, uh -huh. but we're so narcissistic. Like my biggest fear is what happens if I tell a joke, I forget that I told it. And I tell it again later in my set. Like, that's my big fear. <laughs> that is that is definitely the stand-up version of driving into a lake. <laughs> I think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and like doing this podcast, I know for me, that's one of the things I have in my brain. Like, oh, sh oh shit, like, have I told this story? Have I made this joke before? Am yeah. I plagiarizing yeah. myself? <laughs> I, as long as you're yeah. plagiarizing yourself, it's okay. Okay. It is it is tough though because I feel that definitely feel that impulse too of like I think we already talked about this happening. Yeah. And I'll say this, Rick. I think I'm not sure, but I think we actually did um, one of the questions twice. Oh, <laughs> I'll bet we have. Like because <laughs> the first like two months we were doing this, I had I still keep an Excel spreadsheet where I, I so I know which guests which is are a table. Up. Yeah, which is a table. Um, and so I know, oh, okay, this month. And then I try to give people uh, like a text, usually on the Friday before we record. I forgot this week because I was in Chicago, um, but you showed up anyway, so good on you. Um, for the first like two months, two and a half months, I would, after we would record, I would go in and put the, the topic 
in a column, and I haven't been doing that for probably the last two months. So, do you know which one you think uh, it is? We did yeah, twice. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to say anything when we were recording it because um, sure, I sure. didn't want to throw anyone off. I'm okay. a nice guy. I'm a team player. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, what's the deal with flying? I think we oh. did it twice. <laughs> Are they always what's the deal? I did not realize um, that. So it's always that Seinfeldian what's the deal. Yeah, what's the yeah, deal? Yeah, what's the deal? Yeah. What's the deal with flying? Maybe we'll do a third if That's, the yeah, if the I, audience demands I, it. I don't see. Yeah, <laughs> obviously we didn't answer it to my satisfaction. We didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could combine this episode with that episode. Like do tray tables. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> I, being a taller individual, have the problem on the flights where the, often the tray table won't go all the way down because my knees are there. And uh, that's kind of, I feel like a, like a cartoon Bigfoot or something with this little flimsy plastic pretend, like I'm playing with a toy or something. I don't have that problem. I'm like just average size. Everywhere. Mm. So, uh, did you fly out here JetBlue? No, I came, I think, no. American Airlines. I think. Okay. I've been flying a lot lately, so it's, uh, I'm kind of mixed up. But it, definitely American Airlines, which was okay. Um, I f- yeah, was, I in England, I did Virgin Atlantic, and they're amazing. Oh, okay. Yes. Although you would hate it because there's really no leg room. Like, there's less oh, okay. leg room on, on the Virgin Atlantic flight, but, uh. but they give you, like, Free sleep mask and blanket and oh, compression wow. socks and wow. two meals and four snacks. So, you know. But see, it's Virgin Airlines, so everybody's keeping their knees together. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, Virgin Atlantic, so, oh, yeah. you know. So sleeping on a plane, easy for you? No, I can't do it. Oh. I have had at least six people, because I've been talking about flying back, because I just flew back. So we're repeating the flying episode. You're we right. are. We're, yeah. The third time. I just plagiarized yeah. myself. What is the deal with flying? What is the deal with flying? I now, pr- I have, now I have recent, recent uh, memory. And probably I put it back in there because, A, I didn't remember. And, B, I knew I was about to take a couple of flights. So, um, oh, man. What was I going to say? Um, yeah. Several people have told me they can't sleep on planes. I can't sleep... Like the entire time, like I was expecting, because I took a red eye to Chicago, that I was going to, I was like, oh yeah, I'll get like four hours of sleep and then I'll go to the, no, I I probably slept less than two of the four hours I was flying. Yeah, from, uh, I visited a friend in China, who lives in China, um, and the Mm -hmm. flight back, uh, it's like a 13 or 14 hour flight. I did not sleep. <laughs> not not, uh, not at a all. Wink at all. Not, I tried. No dozing. I tried my best. I can't stay awake. I can't. I can't stay asleep, but I can't stay awake. Like, yeah. It. Uh, we we took a trip, a family trip, a few years ago for a wedding, when uh, my when we only had the the two kids. It was well before we had our our daughter, um, and our our younger son fell asleep on. Every mode of transportation when we were in San Francisco, because we we took the train, we took the BART, we took the trolley. Uh, BART is the train. I meant the bus. Um, we took a boat tour. We drove to the airport. We flew. That's the trip that I rented the car and drove into the city and then said never again. And 
wherever we went, whatever we were doing, he fell asleep on the way. So the only thing the only thing he didn't get a chance to fall asleep on was a hot air balloon. <laughs> but never, never been on one I of guess, those. I guess technically a submarine. We didn't. All, we also didn't take a submarine. We've done the submarine thing, but never, never hot air balloon. Oh wow! Yeah. Where can you do? Where can you ride a submarine? Disneyland, I think I was in Cozumel, Mexico. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. Oh okay. Yeah, I've been on. They have in San Diego a decommissioned Russian submarine, and apparently Russian sailors are tiny, tiny people. Because I hit my head so many times. Going How tall are you? Thing. I'm six foot three. So many, so many, I had so many head injuries. I probably don't remember half of the trip because of that. I can't imagine. I, I hit my head a lot on things, helmet. and and I'm and I'm and I'm like five foot ten, and I can't oh. imagine how you don't have bruises all over your face. <laughs> yeah, because I'll get in the car, and uh, I have a short wife, so she keeps the seat up. So I get into the car after she's driven it, and I bash my head getting in, and I, and I have a friend, and he's like six foot seven. I'm thinking. He must, he must keep this, the moonroof open or something because I, I can't understand how he could actually drive. Do you have like a big car, yeah, like an yeah. SUV or something? No, no. We, uh, we did have a large pickup truck a few years ago, but it was just a gas hog and we, we got rid of it. I just have a Chevy Sonic. I usually fit in it pretty good. I did sit in the back seat of someone's two-door coupe over the weekend for a short ride of like two blocks and i remember the person who got in the front seat was like oh why did you sit back there and and i can push my seat up and i was like no it's not the seat because i was literally like had my neck bent because my head was up against the ceiling and then i hit it really hard getting out Speaking of uh, hitting things, we've we've hit the end hit the of this of the podcast. podcast. I think we answered tables pretty. I thoroughly. think we did. Yeah, yeah. I think we did. And I think uh, tune in next week for uh, what's the deal with flying? Yes, part four. <laughs> part four. Yeah. And if you're underneath the table, be careful because that is an opportunity to hit one's head. Yes. Yes. I remember one last story when my. Uh, daughter was just the same height as our counter one day she she was used to being able to kind of walk right under it and she just right on the forehead yep so be careful of growing too kids because yeah don't don't do it don't grow so uh yeah we typically we close out the show with some plugs so mike um two-part question what do you have coming up um, this should get out probably in the next week. Well, it's it's and all on the East Coast. Great. So um, I'll be at uh, Scotty's Comedy Cove on Sunday the 15th on Seymour Swan and Friends, which is the longest-running comedy show we think in the country. We're not sure. Oh, nice. It's nice. been running for 28 years. If anybody can beat that. Don't tell us, because, you know, we don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. And that's in Springfield, if, New Jersey. If anybody has a longer-running comedy show, go fuck yourself. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to feel like I was from the East Coast. Yeah, I like uh, that new yeah, attitude. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll um, fit right in, Rick. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm booking my ticket right now. 
That's awesome. How about online? Anywhere we can find you, follow you, tweet at you? Well, Twitter, it's not worth following me because all I do is, is uh, forward petition links and uh, oh, okay. write nasty stuff about my cable company, hashtag Comcast sucks. But if you want to follow true. some of the stuff that I write and where my gigs are, you can find me on Facebook. Just friend me. I accept anyone as long as you're not trying to sell me real estate. So that is uh, facebook.com slash anything for a laugh. I haven't gotten the real estate ones yet, but I get a lot of sunglasses. A lot of people trying to sell me sunglasses. Awesome. And uh, Jeff, what do you have to, uh, to plug um, let people know about? Uh, check me out. I'll be uh, in my darkened apartment listening to uh, sad music in my one-man show. Oh, okay. uh, now, uh, just follow me on Twitter at jcardello, J-C-A-R-D-E-L-L-O. Um, that's all I got. Rick, I'm going to pass the plug that's baton over to you. All right. Um, I have uh, in my next uh, show that anybody would be likely to catch me at is my regular Apollo 12 show. Uh, it's the second Saturday in June, which I believe is the 32nd. Um, I'm not good with numbers. Um, and you can also follow me on the Twitter at rlarson4. Um, I liked my Twitter so much I started a Facebook fan page for it. <laughs> so you can like that. It's on at, uh, on Facebook at Rick Larson's Twitter stream. Um, and that's, uh, that's it for me. Cool. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Rick, for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming out. That was uh, super fun. And we'd like to thank yeah. Gangplank as well for hosting us as usual. Yes, yes. They're awesome here. And uh, thanks again to the listeners for, um, for uh, listening to us on your commute or your workout or you know, whatever uh, other criminal activities you're engaged in. And uh, thanks again. And enjoy the rest of your internet. Oh, <laughs>